This episode of Voices of the Elephant is brought to you by PHP Storm. Visit voicesoftheelephant.com slash phpstorm for more information. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Hi and welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans. We're here in a very rainy, actually it doesn't look like it's raining anymore. We're here in a pretty nice Nashville, Tennessee at the inaugural Southeast PHP 2018. It's wonderful little conference. Um, the guys that put this on are good friends of mine and we've just had a wonderful time. Shout out to the whole crew that put this conference on. Um, my special guest is my longtime friend, Mr. Jonathan Wade. Say hi to everybody, Jonathan. Hey, everybody. Um, now, Jonathan, you've been head of Doctrine since one, version one? Yeah, I joined about a year after the project was founded or a little less than a year. Um, you know, the guy who founded the project kind of phased out. Um, you know, he kind of got the project started and wrote a majority of the code. And mm -hmm. I kind of came in after that and helped build the website and build the documentation and, you know, really try and build the, the base that allowed people to contribute and let the, the project really live on its own without it being, you know, dependent on one single person. Yeah, very cool. And um, you've built a team that now manages it and doctrine is now what's what version are you working on now? uh we're working on the 3.0 oh, wow. um, doctrine 2 came out you know about five or six years ago mm -hmm. um you know and doctrine 3 is really you know one kind of focusing on uh, narrowing the footprint of what we focus on honestly um, a lot has changed in the php landscape in the last five or six years oh, and yeah things that we used to do that were proprietary to us are being done by other people in standalone open source projects mm. that are done a lot better than we could do. Um, so it makes sense for us to kind of get rid of our version and just adopt those as dependencies to our project. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it makes us able to do a much better job on the core things, which is the, the database abstraction layer and the object relational mapper. Um, you know, we can focus on those things as opposed to kind of tinkering with these other little side dependencies, which are the core focus of those other open source projects. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got a lot of great things happening in PHP to increase the, the strictness of PHP. Yeah. Um, and Marco, who is one of the, the leads of the Doctrine project Marco as well. Marco Provetti? Yep. Okay. Yep. He, um, is a force to be reckoned with. Well, like, he's a pain in the butt, isn't he? He's a little bit of a pain in the <laughs> I'm butt. I'm kidding, Marco. <laughs> he's a great guy. I mean, he's super smart, you know, and I think he's passionate about what he believes in. He really is. And he's pushing really hard to push the whole ecosystem forward, mm -hmm. um, whether or not the ecosystem wants to go there or not. <laughs> um, but I think all the things that he's pushing for is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And you know he's pushed the whole ecosystem forward, and I'm I'm really thankful actually that he's a part of the Doctrine team. Like honestly, Doctrine wouldn't be what it is today, or really still have the life that it that it is because of because of Marco. 
Very cool. Now, uh, I, I'll be the first to admit, I, I'm not a big fan of ORMs or, or any of that stuff. No, I, I, I'm an old school SQL, <laughs> and you know, if you need SQL, just write the damn stuff yourself type person. <laughs> yeah. um, but since I discovered DBAL, uh, I had to be um, four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I've used nothing else but that. Uh, yeah. Because that, to me, is just the right amount of help without getting in my way. Yeah. And so every project that I write myself, um, the two things that I install are um, Symphony Console, because I'm always, I, I don't do web, I do um, command right. line, and uh, Doctrine Diva. Yeah. That's, that's the kernel for everything I do. Um, so thank you for yeah. um, DBAL. Uh, that that's great. Now you said you're working on three. Yeah. What's what's coming that excites you in three? Um, you know, I think it's kind of getting rid of some. I mean, it's honestly not that sexy to the outside world. You know, it's important to us because we're trying to make the the ORM more maintainable for us. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're getting rid of things that are legacy to us. Oh, okay. Um, you know caused a bit of controversy but we've dropped uh support for yaml uh in, in, in doctrine three um <laughs> you know and it's it's a general theme you know we're trying to get rid of things that are hard to or rather impossible to um be strict with yeah. we can't validate yaml you know so we're advocating you know either using annotations uh json with a json schema or xml with a with an xsd file so that it can be validated, you know, because the number of issues that we get in GitHub is quite frequent where... Okay. Back the horse up. Yep. Um, I, I'm familiar with XML and um, validation mm -hmm. with that and properly format or uh, well-formed XML. Yep. I've never heard of schemas for JSON. Is this something that is new or am I just behind the times? I think it's existed. I don't know when it's come around, but yeah, uh, there are JSON schemas, so okay. you can actually you know, pass a JSON document and compare it to a defined schema and it has to meet those requirements. What are the schemas written in? I think it's written in JSON, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, I've actually never used them myself. You do, you, you do get we're recording this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, I don't know, I don't know everything and I don't claim to. I'm going to have um, to look that up because yeah. I, I, that, that's, that's an interesting concept. Yeah. So you're getting rid of YAML, um, and, and I agree with that. I, I, I've never been a huge fan of it. I've used it a yeah. couple times in projects that I've had to, but it's never been um, my first choice on any project yeah. because I, I just, you know, the name says it all. Yet another markup. <laughs> I don't think yeah. we need yet another yeah. one. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm glad to to see that going, even though like I, I know you, you've gotten some flack over yeah. that. Um, what else y'all doing with it? Yeah, working a lot on performance. Um, like I said before, we're replacing a lot of the internals with other open source projects. Um, there's a great project out there called HOA, HOA Project. Mm -hmm. And it's basically similar to Symfony in a lot of ways, just a collection of really high quality libraries. Oh, nice. Um, Doctrine internally has a Lexer parser that parses the Doctrine query language. Um, and we're just gonna migrate to the HOA parser. Oh, um, okay. And it's a really interesting tool. You know, we have a EBNF language for the doctrine query language. And instead of using the grammar and the language to actually generate the parser, we're modifying the parser and then updating the grammar language. With the HOA parser, you actually have a language that you use to define the grammar of the language that you want to generate. Mm. And they basically parse that language, that grammar, and generate a parser. Hmm. Um, so we'll use that to power uh, annotations, which are you know pretty pretty widely adopted. Mm -hmm. um, I think Doctrine is one of the only annotation libraries out there. 
at least as far as I know. Um, and then it also powers the doctrine query language. So that simplifies things for us. It, it, uh, so that's that much less code you all actually have We to don't manage. have to maintain it. And it's so much better than our version. I mean, our Lexer parser was a very rudimentary parser that you know, produced a, an abstract syntax tree. Um, you know, so we'll just use the HOA project library, mm -hmm. and we won't have to worry about those details anymore, and it'll just work. That's, a, that, that's very cool. Hey, we got one more thing we're going to talk about, but before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, JetBrains. JetBrains creates professional software development tools for coding in PHP, JavaScript, and a lot of other languages. They also create advanced team collabor collaboration tools. JetBrains' passion is code, and for over 16 years, they've strived to make the most effective developer tools available. They help developers increase productivity by automating routine checks and corrections, freeing up developers to grow and discover and create. Find bugs in development, not in production. Join over 600,000 happy PHP Storm users worldwide. And you can get more information on them at voicesoftheelephant.com slash phpstorm. Okay, Jonathan, you you just finished a big migration, yep. um, and you used a tool that I've um, I've heard people mention before, but I've not heard uh, I've not had any serious discussions on called Terraform. Yep. Talk to us about the migration, the role that Terraform played, and your thoughts on Terraform. Yeah, Terraform is is a great tool. It's built, um, I believe, by a company named HashiCorp. Um, the guy who built it is uh, behind other projects that you're probably probably familiar with, such as uh, Vagrant, um, and I think VirtualBox, um, or it was mm -hmm. related to that. Um, but yeah, you know, so we, <clears throat> for the last six years at OpenSky, we've ran physical data centers, you know, bought our own hardware, had it in data centers, and the money could just never really make sense for us. It was always just more cost effective to buy our, our own hardware. Mm. Um, in the last year, we've had a growing relationship with Alibaba. They are now um, our primary shareholder. Um, and because of that relationship, we got a really great discount on Alibaba Cloud, which Hang is- Hang on, now when you say ours, your company is? So the company that I work for was acquired by Alibaba. Okay. So now that we're within the family, oh, they, okay. they're, they're giving You're part us, of Alibaba now. Right. Okay. So they run Alibaba Cloud, which is similar to AWS or Google Cloud. Mm -hmm. um, they're much newer than the other ones. Um, but Terraform, the, the role that it plays is, <clears throat> you know, similar to Puppet or Chef, which is the tool that you use to provision the software on the server once you have the server. Mm -hmm. Terraform is the step before that, where it's defining everything about the server itself, the specifications of it, the networking aspects, the storage requirements. Okay. And you define all that in code, and you can store that in a repository, and there are connectors from Terraform to all the different virtualization uh, providers. So you can connect your, your Terraform code to any of those platforms. Mm -hmm. You can even connect it to VMware if you wanted to run it in your own data center. Hmm. So the idea is you know, you write your infrastructure and code once and you can deploy it multiple times. So with Terraform, I can spin up a, a new virtual machine? Pretty much. And using all the, an existing configuration. Right. I can just say, make me a yep. new one of those. Yep. So I mean, the idea is that you, know, you, know, you can define your infrastructure and code once, yeah. you know, and you may have hundreds of virtual servers and they all play specific roles 
and they're all connected in certain ways. And you define that in Terraform, and you could say just build this on AWS. Oh, okay. Build so this on AW on Alibaba Cloud. I see. Okay. So the cost of you know building your infrastructure is really upfront, mm -hmm. and then you it's a lot easier. You know, say worst case scenario, your your region that you're in in Alibaba Cloud just goes away. In theory, I mean, obviously you should have yourself in multiple regions, yeah. but if you didn't, the time to redeploy your infrastructure would be much less because it's literally just pointing your Terraform uh, code at another virtualization provider. Yeah, but yeah, that's a straw man. I mean, a region <laughs> has never gone down in any of these. It's, un it's <laughs> unlikely, but it's, you know, it's a good, uh, you know, we, what we've done it is we basically prepared our infrastructure in multiple regions and we yeah. just have... Uh, a copy of our infrastructure sitting there cold mm -hmm. that's ready to go at any time. How long is it? If you had to spin up a new one from scratch, what are we looking at? We're looking at hours, days, hours. weeks? Hours. hours. Yeah, really? I mean, and it's, it's a, actually a common practice for us that, you know, through the development process of building that infrastructure, that you're tearing it down and building it back up, mm -hmm. you know, dozens of times wow. in a day. And you want to do that because you want to ensure that, you know, it gets set up 100% correctly and you're not making changes yeah. manually after its provision because that defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Um, and then in our case, once the, the VMs are created, we use Puppet mm -hmm. to install all the specific pieces of software that we need in act to actually run our software. Very cool, very cool. Um, hey, it's not on the book, but um, we got a couple minutes, so I want to ask, you wrote a unit testing Toy or tool? I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, called um, PHP Chunk It. PHP PHP Chunk It. Chunk yeah. It. Yeah. Chunk It. You still maintain this? So you know, no one has actually ever used it. I don't think. Really? Um, well, I know you. I use it. I use it at OpenSky. Um, you know, we we have very very high quality uh, unit tests and functional tests. Mm -hmm. um, if you were to run all of our tests serially, they would take well over an hour to run. Oh wow! Uh, with the PHP Chunk It tool, we get feedback on all pull requests. Every commit yeah. gets feedback to the developer in about three to four minutes. That's good. Um, so what PHP Chunkit does is the name Chunkit is basically chunking up the tests yeah. into repeatable groups. And then I just run those groups uh, parallel across multiple servers. Yeah. And then I aggregate the results back into a single result for the developer. Um, you know, that's super important for us because we deploy you know, the most we've deployed in a single day is a little over 20 times. Wow. So you need, you can't have it take an hour because yeah. otherwise you're going to be deploying all day. Um, but then similarly, reverting is just as fast too. Um, it's just, you know, like flipping a switch. Um, so that encourages developers to split up their work into small, really easy to maintain and manage pieces mm -hmm. and deploy things in small little bits to production rather than these very large monolithic big bang releases where if something goes wrong, like there is no going back. Yeah. Um, so it's promoted us moving fast, taking more risks and doing it in a very like safe and organized way. I remember the very first time I talked to anybody about multiple releases per day, it was uh, Brian Moon over mm -hmm. Deal News. And he says, yeah, uh, we deploy 13, 14 times a day. And I, I honestly thought he had misspoke, you know, because <laughs> I, uh, I had never heard of yeah, doing yeah. this. But now, now that's, that's yeah. the norm. But if your unit tests take like yours do yep. quite some time, then, uh, yeah, and PHP Chunkit is... Um, 
is is the right tool. Yeah, I'll throw a link in the show notes. And I think you did a um, lightning talk for us. It was Nomad. either for Nomad or yeah, something yeah. with you. I don't remember which one it was, <laughs> but it was definitely with you. Yeah. I'll dig that up because that's out on our YouTube channel, and uh, I'll throw a link into that so that people can see it in action awesome. because it is truly masterful. Hey, uh, John, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us uh, today here on Voices of the Elephant. Uh, you and I have known each other for so long. It's great to just be able to <laughs> sit down and talk tech with some friends. Yeah, so um, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, share and share alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is of course spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.